0: This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-Inch Weird Al
1: Podcast, episode 133-inch. On this week's episode, we interview the guys behind one of the hottest Weird Al-related books of 2021.
2: It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Weird Al you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are.
0: Welcome to this week's episode, and speaking of episodes, it was a ton of fun to relive our Weird Al-related Southern California adventures last
1: week on episode 132-inch. Oh, I totally agree. I listened to that episode twice, and I almost never do that. Ew! Who would ever listen to our podcast? You know, Ethan, there was something that we said on the episode that I did want to talk to you about, though. Well, of course, Dave. You know you can
0: always talk to me about anything. Anything at all. Now,
1: what was it? Well, it's in regards to the Gaelmore Building. Oh, no, 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 no. Not that, not that. Can we please talk about anything but the Gaelmore Building? All right. Now, I know we had this conversation off the air, but us talking about visiting the Gaelmore Building, it made me think about it again.
0: Oh, I think I know what you're getting at, Dave.
1: Oh, you do? Okay, well, give it a shot, and I'll tell you if you're right. Okay, so the
0: Gilmore Building, you know, the apartment complex mentioned in the song Melanie, you know, as we've said, is based on the real apartment complex where Weird Al used to live. Now, of course, Weird Al took some liberties with the song, because the real-life version of the Gilmore
1: Building isn't quite as tall in real life as the song says it is. Exactly. So in the song, the narrator sings that Melanie lived across the street on the 15th floor of the Gailmore building. So I think we can both agree that the fictional Gailmore building is at least 15 stories tall and her stalker lives in a different building nearby. Yes, I agree. Good. So the song goes on to say that I couldn't stand it, so I jumped out from the 16th story window right above you. Now I may be dead, but I still love you. And I've always interpreted that line to mean that Melanie Stalker lived on the 16th floor of a nearby building and was looking down onto her as he was spying on her in the shower and so forth. And it was his apartment in that nearby building that he jumped from. But you brought up something that I had never thought of. Yeah. So this was interesting. So since he says right above you, I've always
0: interpreted that line to mean he jumped from the 16th floor of the Gilmore building, you know, either the roof or the apartment above her, not from his apartment building.
1: Well, that brings up a lot of questions like how he got to the 16th floor apartment and just what he was doing there, but... I agree with you that that line is ambiguous enough that either interpretation is plausible.
0: Well, I guess we have yet another question to add to the list that we will eventually ask Weird Al when we interview him
1: on episode 2000-inch. Indeed, absolutely. But in the meantime, we would love to hear how our listeners interpret that line. Now, do you
0: think the stalker jumped from a different building or from the Gilmore building? Or do you have
1: yet another interpretation? So please share your thoughts with us over on our official Facebook group, group group.2000inch.com. Now we'd also love to give a
0: shout out to our pretty stinking majestic listeners who helped make our episode 131 inch, the interview with Scott Aukerman, yet another one of our most
1: listened to episodes ever. From all of us here at David Ethan's 2000 inch weird out podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the podcast.
0: We'll have more on Scott Ackerman later in This Week in Weird Al Related News.
1: But for now, let's jump into This Week in Weird Al Related News! Our episode 2000-inch guest and our episode 131-inch guest recently teamed up together for a really exciting project.
0: That's right. Weird Al Yankovic was the guest on Scott Aukerman's podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, episode
1: 733, which dropped earlier this week. Very early in the episode, Scott mentions that he was recently interviewed on a Weird Al podcast, and then they go on to continue talking about Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast.
0: Now, if you haven't listened to that episode of Comedy Bang Bang yet, let's take a listen to a quick clip from the episode.
2: Of course, Comedy Bang Bang, a uh, big part of your life. I believe I was just on a podcast, on a Weird Al podcast, talking about you, uh, 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 which I, I, I would imagine your ears were burning and you immediately pressed play. Yeah, or but
3: whenever, whenever two or more are gathered in my name, I am there, Scott. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I did listen to Dave and Ethan's
2: 2000-inch Weird Al podcast specifically to hear- To hear- Saying what, glowing things about you. Did me. I not say glowing things about you? you, you I, because <laughs> I had I had to keep it real, but I also yes. had to say glowing things. It, it, was, it was semi-glowy yes, great, and I believe I went through early emails trying to track down. Uh, as I recall, I recorded this a while ago, but uh, trying to track down exactly uh, how uh, how you came to be on the comedy bank. Did I get it more or less right? More or less right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I I relived our entire relationship during that podcast. What was the What was the restaurant we went to? Do you recall what it was? Hugo's. It was Hugo's. It was Hugo's, which oh, was in, not a vegetarian restaurant per se, which you said in the podcast. Okay, vegetarian bet, I'm friendly. So sorry. Vegetarian friendly. Okay, yes.
0: yes. Well, I can say after listening to that that I myself am semi-glowing. How awesome to hear our podcast chatted about on probably the biggest comedy podcast in the world. That was pretty stinking majestic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty stinking majestic. Thanks, Alan. thanks, Scott, for the shout-out.
0: Yes, be sure to subscribe to Comedy Bang Bang and listen to it on Earwolf.com. Subscribe to Comedy Bang Bang World for the ad-free podcast and all that other stuff. And if you haven't already, go back and listen to episode 131-inch, where we interview Scott Ackerman, as mentioned on Comedy Bang Bang.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That vegetarian-friendly Hugo sounds like another great Weird Al-related stop for us the next time we go to Los Angeles. What do you think, Ethan?
0: I think that's a great idea, Dave. And I would say the next time we're both in Troy, New York or Albany, I know some other vegetarian-friendly restaurants we should check out. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped a quesadilla Burrito Burrito, and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and burrito burrito your burrito burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit com and wizardburger.com to order ahead.
1: Well, fans of the Vancouver-based co-op radio show Accordion Noir may have been surprised to hear both Ethan and myself on the latest episode.
0: Yes, this hour-long radio show all about accordion music is doing a multi-show tribute to Weird Al and their latest episode last week included an interview with John Bermuda Schwartz himself. But that
1: is not all. One of the hosts, Bruce Triggs, he reached out to us and he asked for some accordion song requests and he invited both of us to talk about Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast.
0: So be sure to tune into coopradio.org slash shows slash accordion dash noir or follow at Accordion Noir on Twitter to find out which songs Dave and I
1: requested. Last week, we mentioned that Weird Al donated his time to the Homes for Our Troops via a charity auction on eBay. His 30-minute Zoom phone call went for a staggering $5,555. Five,
0: five, five, five! Wow! And Dave, you won't believe it. Weird Al's half-hour Zoom conversation beat out the total amount for a bunch of other really amazing celebrities, including Sean Penn, Sarah Silverman, Patton Oswald, John Stewart, even a conversation with Jerry Seinfeld and Colin Quinn were no match for Weird Al star power.
1: From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, congratulations to the big winner of the Weird Al Zoom Call Charity Auction.
0: And of course, congratulations to the biggest winner of all, the Homes for Our Troops charity organization. Thank you guys for
1: all that you do. I know we always thank our amazing listeners at the end of the episode every week, but I want to take this additional moment to thank you again for everything that you do for this podcast. It was always our intent to keep this podcast interactive, so we are thrilled anytime that our great listeners give us ideas for guests and topics, and very often we're able to connect with those guests and base an entertaining podcast episode around talking to them.
0: And similarly, while Dave and I have our fingers on the pulse of new and exciting developments in the Weird Al universe, things can slip through, so we always rely on our great listeners to keep us abreast of all the latest news and Weird Al-related projects out there as well. Now, you are all a very important part of this podcast, so please keep those messages and posts and
1: everything else coming in. While we truly appreciate every suggestion and idea that comes our way, there are times where we intentionally do not talk about certain things on the podcast that might otherwise be mentioned elsewhere in the Weird Al community. Dave and I only invite those on our podcast who we feel have Weird Al
0: and his fans' best interests at heart. And if we feel someone or something is taking advantage of Weird Al and his fans... Rather than say something negative about it on the show,
1: we usually refrain from bringing it up on the podcast at all. Now, with all that said, there is one Weird owl related product that fell under our radar for way longer than we'd like to admit... And it certainly does not fall within the aforementioned. So when it comes to books about Weird Al, we know you have a lot of choices. Of course,
0: Bermuda's Black and White and Weird All Over, Lily Hirsch's Weird Al Seriously, and Kelly Phillips' Weird Me, just to name a few. And now we are absolutely thrilled to throw our official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast support behind another recently published Weird Al-centric book. Their book, Dear John, Emails to a Drummer, came out earlier this year in 2021. We're so excited to welcome to the podcast Kevin McKee and Rob Lenz. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Good. How are you guys doing? We're excellent. It's so great to, to have you guys on. And, I, man, I've been paging through your book, and it's it's quite an accomplishment. This is a huge book. It's like, let I me mean, look, over 250 pages. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now I hope you're not going to do what you did with Bermuda's book and make us go
4: page through page through the entire book. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, and there aren't as many pictures. That's true.
0: There's a couple. There's at least one or two. Uh, so I guess let's just um, let's just tell the audience what this book is. You guys, for many years, have been corresponding with, you know, our friend and our hero. John Bermuda Schwartz, and you took all of those emails and just, you put them in a book. <laughs> Where did that idea come from?
4: Uh, well, we figured it was so important to have stuff like this documented for future generations.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: we actually, the, actually, the idea came up uh, back in 1996 on our 27th email, we actually did mention putting all this together in a book. <laughs> um it, <laughs> and it only took us about 25 years after that to actually get the book uh, put out. <laughs> wow,
1: 25 years—that's a long time. When was your first email to Bermuda? Uh,
4: it was in 1995, back in the early days of the internet, um, back with dial-up modems. And sure, he unfortunately responded, and you know I'm
0: sure he's regretting that. <laughs> 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 so I guess let's let's back up because. Obviously, you must be a fan of Weird Al if you are also a fan of John. I mean, you know, it could be mutually exclusive. You you could be just a fan of John
3: and not Al. No, no, we're a, we're a fan of of uh both Weird Al okay. and John. Um I'm the first one that had heard of Weird Al and you know pretty much all of this could be blamed on a friend of mine from high school, a kid named Spike Noel. <laughs> and he's no relative of Spike Jones. They just share the same first name. Right. But um, Spike uh, was taking me to a soccer game. I wasn't quite old enough yet to to drive, and he turned on Doctor Demento, and he said, "You know, you got to hear this." And it was Weird Al singing. You know, another one rides the bus, (laughs) and it just is one of those things that I've I've remembered, you know, to this day, you know, because of the like the starkness of the production of it, the fact that it's this. You know uncool instrument the um excitement you know in weird al's voice um i didn't know at the time that john was the one you know pounding on the <laughs> accordion case you know in the background right. he was kind of just grabbed out of the hall but um and you know also obviously the the lyrics and the fact that it's a song that was just ready to be parodied um but and, and the, the, the lyrics crack me up the most, too. The my, One of my favorite all-time lines is, um, I haven't been in a crowd like this since I went to see The Who. <laughs> and it's you know, like a perfect yeah. example of tragedy, you know, plus time, you know, equals comedy. And, you um, know, I was kind of hooked from then. And then I started um, listening to Dr. Demento and, like, recording The Funny Five. Yeah. And uh, Kevin and I um, met... In, in college, um, so so we've known each other for almost forty years. Wow. Um, Kevin would say that that we're acquaintances, you know, because <laughs> Kevin, according to Kevin, has no friends. So I don't know what the criteria is to become his friend. But I'm just a college acquaintance. Um, but anyway, I think I had been playing um, a recording that I made of Doctor Demento's show with. Um, jake hooker was the guest on it as well as weird al Um, jake hooker is the guy that wrote i love rock and roll and uh, (laughs) they did a bit you know on the show and um, i think i might have been playing that when kevin you know first heard it and then you know that kind of got him hooked (laughs) so we've kind of uh you know been following weird al and his you know bought his albums and and the the first book i think it was called the complete al um but we didn't actually go to a concert until i think it was 1992 in peoria was the first one that we went to Mm -hmm. Uh, that was the closest that al had come to chicago area so we drove down there and actually spent the night and went to a casino and then you know to the, the first weird al and we actually met Weird Al after the show. We stuck wow. around, there was maybe 100 people that hung around by his uh, tour bus. And he came out and he sat on the steps of the opening of the bus. He asked people to just clear away. And as long as they gave him space, he signed autographs, took pictures, um, and that's where we got our first autograph. So it was uh, you know, kind of cool.
1: Oh, very cool. So Kevin, does this story check out is what was the first time that you were exposed to Weird Al through Kevin's cassette tapes of the Dr. Demento show?
4: I- exposed to Weird Al? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh no, no, yeah, the first time what Rob was the one that introduced me to to Weird Al. Yeah, I'd never heard of him before.
0: Wow. And so you in the back of the book, you guys have a listing of of all the shows you've been to. And I, I have to ask, is that just like collectively, or were you guys together at each of those shows?
4: Oh, we can't go to shows alone. Wow. It's got to be both of us. Yeah, we, How yeah, cool. We, go. Um, we actually have uh, hats made. My hat says B-E-R with a drum below it, and Rob's hat says M-U-D-A with a drum below it. <laughs> so it says Bermuda.
3: We have a bunch of pictures that we've taken with John you know, with those hats on, but, you know... And um,
4: we actually gave him a hat that says Kevin and Rob. The
0: <laughs> <underneath>. <laughs> and
4: uh, we saw him in between two shows in Chicago, and in the second show, he actually wore it for part of the second show,
0: which was amazing. Wow. Oh,
1: Very cool. That's incredible. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so you saw Al for the first time in 1992, and then how long until you started emailing with Bermuda or how long until you, you so you met Al that first time did you also meet Bermuda at that first show
3: no we we didn't meet um, John or any other uh, part of the band um, Kevin had you know just kind of figured out and you know, like you said in the early days of the internet found Bermuda's website figured out what his email address and then you know, he kind of started talking to me and said we have to write something funny to him you know, funny enough that, you know, he'll respond back to us. So, you know, we started putting stuff together and sending it out. And like Kevin said, he responded back to us, um, which he probably regrets, you know, to this day.
0: <laughs> what, so you just you just found out that he had an email and you're just like, well, I guess that means we have to start talking to him. Right. And then,
3: you know, it went back and forth and it got to the point where he said, well, you know, if we're going to be in Chicago at a certain date um if you guys are going to the show i'll leave you tickets you know for backstage because he finally you know wanted to meet us yeah so i guess we were at least funny and amusing enough <laughs> maybe not funny <laughs> in the right way but um we want to find out what <laughs> what was behind you know the email
1: yeah <laughs> it's
0: a big
3: yeah.
1: chance he took <laughs> yeah. yeah and how often were you emailing back and forth with bermuda at this point
4: Well, back in the beginning, I mean, when I was, you know, looking at the emails, I mean, within the first two years, we had 27 emails. So it was, you know, maybe every couple of weeks we were emailing. Yeah. Now it's maybe, you know, two or three times a year, which I'm sure he's much happier with. (laughs) (laughs) But back then also, he said he was only getting um, maybe five or six emails a day. Okay. So, you know, now... You know, everyone gets, you know, 50, 60 emails a day or whatever, so.
0: Right. For sure, yeah. So he probably was looking forward to your emails.
4: <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he was that bored. Yeah, but.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and over the 25 years, how many emails did you send to Bermuda?
4: Well, uh, some controversy. Yeah, we have 131 oh, okay. in the book. Um, <laughs> Rob was supposed to be making backups of all the emails, um, and there's like a three year period where we don't have any emails because his backup system failed us. Oh no. Um,
0: yeah. Oh. So if anyone
4: out there, if any of your listeners work for the NSA and would be able to get us, cause we know they record every email, if they could get us those missing emails, we'd really appreciate it.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah. We will try to be complete.
1: You're
4: right. You know, then we could do another edition of the book with the missing emails.
1: Yeah, does Bermuda have copies of those emails?
4: Uh, He said he only keeps copies of emails
0: from Weird Al. We did actually ask him. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) At least someone's archiving Weird Al emails. (laughs) Maybe he's going to put out a book (laughs) himself. (laughs) Hey, that's another good idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it, it takes a lot of foresight to, for, you know, 25 years to be saving these emails apart from the ones that were lost. But, you know, the the fact that you were backing them up and, and holding on to them, were you always planning to write a book?
1: Uh,
4: No, it's just we, you know, for the first, uh, like, five or six years, it was all just printing them out after we had sent them. Yeah. You know, and then storing them in a safe, of course. <laughs>
3: um. Well, it was always, you know, kind of a joke that we might do it someday. And I think, like a lot of things, um, COVID came around and all of a sudden you have all this time. And so, you know, here's something we've talked about doing. Let's do it. <laughs> well, more Kevin. Do it.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, that, So you know, it's. so I just took all the old uh, ones that were printed out, took them out of the safe, scanned them in, and, uh, you know, went from there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you kept them and you're able to, you know, do that with them. I mean when you guys would write the emails was it always the two of you writing together or would sometimes Kevin you send an email or or Rob would you send an email or- at the beginning my acquaintance Rob would come over
4: pretty much every Saturday to play video games and stuff <laughs> um and during that time we would spend you know probably half hour or an hour crafting the, the emails right <laughs> um, you know and sending them off um but lately, the past ten years, one of us, mainly me, will write the first draft, and then Rob will come in and punch it up
0: a little bit. <laughs>
3: um. <laughs> do, do either of you guys have a career
0: in writing, or is this just like a, a fun thing that that was on the side? No, it was just a
3: fun thing that uh, you know we decided to do, and you can tell you know from some of them, were we? our A game was there (laughs) versus some of the others. And there's some of them that like we would be leaving a concert and we'd have our phone out and we'd be typing up stuff and they just run on and on and on. And it's because we're trying to kill time driving home from Indiana. So I'm sure Bermuda appreciated that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I
0: do notice that a, a lot of the emails that you get in response are a lot shorter than the ones that you guys sent to him. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) of course, yes (laughs) To
3: be expected
0: (laughs) So it sounds like Bermuda was not spending
3: hours Writing these email responses He just kind of (laughs) No, I'm going to go out on a limb and say That he spent a lot less time Thinking about us Than thinking about him
4: (laughs) And that's why he's not listed as an author of the book either Right Right
0: well, I did notice, yeah, Kevin, your name's on the cover. You're listed as the, as the author. Uh, Rob, why why are you off the, um, you're not on the back cover or anything? What's the deal with that?
3: No, all I, I was relegated to writing the foreword. <laughs> and I figured, let Kevin have all the, the credit, <laughs> which
0: is okay with me. Well, Dave and I wouldn't allow it. We wanted both of you guys on, so we know the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so let me ask, you've written, you know, over 130 emails... Probably a lot more because of the missing emails. Has Bermuda responded to each and every one of those emails? Or is there a few that he's just like, all right, I've had enough of this Rob and Kevin group. I'm not going to respond to them anymore.
4: There's a couple he didn't respond to, but um, like occasionally he would change his email address thinking that, you know, we couldn't find him, but then we'd find (laughs) out what the new email address was and send it to the new one. And then he'd respond to that. So.
1: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> well, I think the, the the volume of emails just went up at a certain point, and he would occasionally miss some of them. I don't, know, I don't <laughs> think on purpose or anything, but uh, yeah, because write a second one.
4: Yeah, because some of the later ones, it, it'll take him two or three months to respond to an email if it, if he's you know real busy with like touring or something, and it just you know our emails obviously aren't the top of his reply <laughs> list, you know, and they just fall down and
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Incredible. I love the, um, the description of your book. So like on the back cover on Amazon in one of the least anticipated books of 2021, almost guaranteed to not be a bestseller read the exciting email exchanges between two college acquaintances and their favorite drummer, a quarter century of emails preserved forever in this, Vade Mechum? What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even remember. I was just some stupid uh, you know Latin stuff that I found. And... <laughs> <laughs> I thought like when I saw the the blurb, the first thing I saw was like the last two words, and I just assumed it was like lorem ipsum, and I was like, did they forget to write a thing? And then I was like, oh no. They, they put that there <laughs> intentionally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So this book covers roughly through the beginning of 2021. Have you written to Bermuda since then? And what are your plans with those emails? Is there a volume two coming out?
4: Uh, probably in another 25 years, we'll put a volume two out. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, um, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great. Okay.
1: So you've written to you've written to Bermuda since then.
3: We oh yeah. You
0: still reply? Okay. All right. He and he still
3: still replies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I mean uh, some of the later emails in the book you're actually talking to Bermuda about. The book. The book that we're talking about here, Dear John, emails to a drummer. What did you anticipate his reaction was, and how would you describe his reaction when you said you were actually moving forward with writing a book?
4: Well, you know, we had to get his permission, of course, and uh, I guess he thought we wouldn't go through publishing it. Uh, you know, so uh, we, we also asked him to write the forward, um, and he declined, saying it would be uh, too
3: obvious to write the forward. Right. Yeah, like it would be too obvious for Al to write the forward to John's book.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and he actually um, said that it might be too obvious for me to write the forward. Maybe another high-profile fan friend could do it. Marty, Dave, Mike. So Dave, you were actually referenced in the book.
1: Very cool. Very cool. But, but not Ethan. I saw that. But I did notice you guys didn't didn't <laughs> like his suggestion enough to reach out to me and ask me to write this forward now, did you?
0: No. <laughs>
1: That's Rob's fault. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: Well, yeah. Pretty much everything's my fault. <laughs> we will get you to write the forward in the 50th anniversary edition.
1: I like it. Uh, I agree. All right. I will start working on it right now. Okay. (laughs) And I will send you a few drafts. So when you get like about 130 emails from me, each one of them is going to be a different version of what I'm planning on writing for the introduction (laughs) to your next book. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Good. (laughs) And then you can take those emails, put them together, and put out a third edition of a book. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Dear Dave, emails to a Weird Al fan. (laughs)
0: See, I don't, I don't want to write any kind of introduction for you guys. I just want Bermuda to list me as a high-profile fan um, in one of his emails. So that's, that's my goal, is that in addition to uh, he mentions me somewhere as a <laughs> high-profile fan.
4: We'll bring that up in our next email, so he'll okay. do that. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah, get his ranking. How high of a profile fan do I uh, rank as? Uh, that would <laughs> be very helpful to me right on my plate. Uh, yeah So one thing that uh, I see come up a lot uh, In your emails, of course Is you. each year There's a crazy Christmas gift That is given and curated By you guys to Bermuda Can
3: you tell us about some of your favorites? Well, yeah, his basement's probably Full of our junk Or his garage if he hasn't <laughs> thrown it out But, you know, part of what we wanted to do Was commemorate, you know, when We saw him so we'd always take a, a picture with him, and the gift that we wouldn't send back to him would somehow include that picture. Okay. And it was any number of things, and we switch off. You know who buys. You know what year. Okay. <laughs> you know kind of thing, and like we sent. Uh, you know silly things like. Um, we sent a pillowcase one year, which he said he
4: took on the tour bus.
1: <laughs> wow. And imagine a pillowcase yeah.
4: of, of our picture with him. You know, yeah. Getting drooled
0: and snored on. How awesome. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he seemed to,
4: him and his dogs really like, we sent him a leash one year with our pictures on it. And he says the dogs really wow. like it. So. Wow. Well, how do you, how do you get on a leash? Yeah. Oh, they'll put your pictures on anything. Yeah, okay. can, there's all kinds of sites
3: that'll uh, put pictures on stuff. So I think that the first one was a mug. Okay. And uh, I think that one, the handle or something broke on it, and we had to send out for another one. Okay. But, you know, we've had, like, uh, puzzles Oh, which uh, (laughs) probably to this day he's never put together (laughs) luckily there's a picture on the outside of the tin that shows what it would look like if if he he were to put it together (laughs) but yeah all kinds of stuff
0: Now, what about the actual email exchange is it coming from Kevin's email address is it coming from Rob's is there a joint email that you guys share in order to do this I'm very curious about that
4: Oh, no, it comes from my email address. Okay. Yeah. So, Which is why mine's the only name on the book.
3: Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just a background contributor.
0: Right. Do you regret that now, Rob, <laughs> all these years later? No. No, I don't at all. Okay. <laughs> Less my name is on this
3: stuff, the better. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, we kind of, you know, consider it a running joke. It's funny. <laughs>
1: So with every successful book, what usually follows is some kind of movie deal. Are you guys planning to make any kind of movie out of this book?
4: Uh, we're currently under in negotiations with uh, – who, who are we in negotiations with now, Rob? Uh, Ron, Katzenberg. And, and Ron Howard. Ron Howard's looking at it. <laughs> Which, who would uh, probably play me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, who would play Bermuda? Yeah, I don't know.
3: Um, hmm. That's Matt good, Damon, maybe? That's a good question.
0: <laughs> maybe Jason Statham. Joe Pesci. Or? Oh, yeah. Joe Pesci. <laughs> good.
3: All right. You think I'm funny?
0: <laughs> well, so I'm I'm very curious. So you're obviously, you're a fan of Weird Al. You're a fan of his music. You're a fan of his drummer. Are you a fan of the other members of the band? And and have you emailed any of them?
4: Uh, No, just, just John. <laughs>
0: no, no, I
4: mean, no. we like all the other, you know... <laughs> We're fans of everybody, but John's the only one that we've emailed. Okay, Steve
3: J, Jim West, Reuben Maltiera, Are they buying je- auto when he subs? Are
0: they jealous? <laughs> if you talk to them ever about your emails?
3: No, I, we think Bermuda might be jealous,
0: <laughs> but not the other way around. <laughs> What about, you know, outside of the realm of Al, are there other musicians or celebrities or is there anyone else that you guys contribute on emails together?
4: No, just Uh, John. John's (laughs) the only one worthy of our time.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, understood. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it makes complete sense. (laughs) I understand, Kevin, so you've got uh, a little bio on the back of the book. So, Rob, I don't know as much about your um, hobbies, but, but Kevin... Anyone who purchases the book is able to learn that you are not only a CPA, a certified public accountant, you're an EA, which I'm not sure what that means. But you're also a minister in the Universal Life Church, um, which I am also a minister in the Universal Life Church. So it's very nice to speak to someone else who um, is a member of such an important organization. Now,
3: have you married anyone?
0: I married one person. Well, I guess two people, <laughs> technically. <laughs> One couple. <laughs> One.
3: <laughs> well, that's the that's same for Kevin. He did the same thing just last year, I believe.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah, I, uh, yeah my niece got married uh, uh, last year, so I was able to officiate the wedding, which was really neat.
0: Very cool. Rob, are you, uh, you know, are you minister? What kind of stuff, uh, what, what can we say about your outside of emailing John life? Now,
3: there isn't much to say. You know, if you figure I'm doing this kind of stuff uh, and I'm available at Friday night at 5 p.m., <laughs> that I'm probably not very interesting. <laughs> and, and that's uh, you know, pretty much the case. Now, we've had uh, some fun at, like, you know, you, you guys at one point I think had mentioned Alcon. You know, we went to the first one, and I don't know if you remember, like at the beginning, they you know had us all in a, a room, and John had made some remarks, and it was clear to everybody there, and it was told when the s- tickets were sold that Al was not going to be there. And so John made those introductory mar- remarks, and then he kind of opened it up for questions, and I raised my hand from the, one of the back tables, and at that moment, Kevin went, oh my God, you know, and he put his head down and he scooted over like two spaces from me because I think he had some sense of what was coming. And I said, hi, I'm Rob Lenz from the Chicago Tribune. And the room kind of went quiet. And I said, if we were to hold John Con here next year, the whole room erupted in cheers. I said, John, would you come to it? Or would you send Weird Al? <laughs> and then I was roundly booed. <laughs> Kevin kept moving away from me. <laughs> and then John turned around and he showed um, a film clip from you know Weird Al, where he was saying he was sorry he couldn't be there and all that. And then you know, as you know. He burst out from behind the screen and, you know, was there.
1: Right. Afterwards. So
3: my uh, little incident would have been, you know, on the back burner there at that point. So... <laughs> but we've had all kinds of funny, you know, things like that. Uh, yeah. Like Kevin called me one time when um, Weird Al was on WGN radio. And this is about the time of the bad hair Day tour, and he said we got to call in. They're they're taking calls, and Kevin kept trying. He couldn't get through. I got through in you know, the first time, and I, you know, was able to. I talked for a little bit, and um, you know, just a little bit about the album. Nothing particularly interesting. And then um, after that segment, they read a bedtime story. And then they wanted people to call in with the names of their kids so they could say goodnight to them after they read the story. <laughs> and you know, Al, I guess, was the one reading the story. Okay. <laughs> so I called back a second time. Kevin was trying to call back, too. He, he never did get through. I called back. I got through. And they said, what is the name of your child? And I said, Bermuda. <laughs> and <laughs> the guy goes, no, your, your child's name is not Bermuda. And I said, no, 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 really. It'd be funny you know just just do it i said you know you can ask weird al if you want and so you know he he put me on hold for a second and he came back and he said okay you know we'll do it and then um so they read off all these kids names and they said bermuda and then of course al reacts and goes oh wow that's that's my drummer's name and, uh, you know, he really played it up. But um, in one of the emails, I think we said to John, you know, we were, you know, Al was on, you know, WGN in Chicago, one of the biggest radio stations. He was promoting himself and he was going to leave you out of that promotion. And we had to correct that problem. So we called in and we took care of it for you. So, um, we've had, you know, a lot of funny little... yeah anecdotes like that that yeah. occurred over the years um just fun stuff
0: one thing that um is very curious to me uh, you know someone who you know i've worked in marketing before and and i know you know like when we had uh, bermuda on talking about his book he talked about specifically putting weird al in the title so it, you know it's extra googleable um not only do you not mention weird al you don't even mention john's last name you just say john Uh, even in the description on the book cover uh, you don't even say Bermuda (laughs) is that intentional or or is that an oversight
3: well I think no matter what we did it wasn't going to sell any books (laughs) 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 so that might be why there's a lack of marketing effort
2: there (laughs) we could put all
3: the keywords in the, the world and I still don't think anybody would uh, do anything. Well, I hope our
0: listeners will, you know, go through the trouble to to try and find it uh, because I think it's a fantastic book. I think it's extremely relevant for anyone with a Weird Al collection or anyone who's a fan of of Weird Al or or John Bermuda Schwartz. I highly recommend it. I've got the book. I know Dave's, you know, got the book. It's, it's just, it's a fantastic book. And, and it really shows that you guys are hardcore weird Al fans and hardcore John Bermuda Schwartz fans. And you're dedicated and you're, you're putting an effort into putting out more
3: stuff into the weird Al (laughs) fandom. And, and
0: I got to applaud that. I think that's awesome. Uh, Well, Well, thank
3: you. you. Uh, But a lot of it too, is just honestly, you know, it was just for almost our own amusement. And to say that, you know, it was done. And it's a bonus at this point if anybody buys it or reads it. We don't even care about buying it necessarily.
1: Yeah. Kevin, let me ask you something. I understand that you created an app on Alexa. Can you tell us a little bit about that app that you have?
4: Well, yeah. Um, people are always, you know, want to know what great facts there are about me, you know, to, to get to know more about Kevin. Yeah. Um, so anyone that has an Alexa can just do uh, the following. Alexa, open Kevin McKee facts. Here's your fact. Kevin's favorite podcast is Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast.
1: Wow. <laughs> I love that. Wow.
4: What a great fact. The odds of that one coming up now is, is is unbelievable. Wow. Because there's, you know, 50, 60 facts in there.
0: Wow. Well, that's obviously the most important fact. You know, what else? Yeah. It, what else could we look forward to? I, I mean, I don't have an Alexa. I'm going to get an Alexa just so I can check out Kevin McKee facts. <laughs> Exactly. I think that's like one of the most downloaded um
4: apps uh, apps on Alexa. I
0: I would have to assume so. Well guys, this has been so much fun getting to hear all about the book Bermuda And you guys just, you, you seem like interesting characters and exactly the type of people that Dave and I love to get to know. And and we hope that we can see you at a show sometime, you know, in the Chicagoland area, or if you guys venture east towards uh, New York or New Jersey, it would be great to, uh, to visit a show with you guys sometime. And, and, um, we applaud your work and spreading the good word about Weird Al and, and Bermuda and, um, you know, the use of technology, I suppose, Um, It's all great. (laughs) Well,
4: thanks a lot for having us on the show. And uh, maybe we could like meet midway, maybe a concert in
3: Cleveland or something. That would be great. Well, yeah, we we can, uh, you know, go to a concert with you as soon as the um, restraining order expires. (laughs) Yeah, Alf has a restraining order against
4: me. Oh!
0: (laughs) I think that that should be uh, your next book. Is all of the um, the warning notices and uh, paperwork surrounding <laughs> the restraining order.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll see a sequel soon. The book is called "Dear John: Emails to a Drummer," and you can find it on Amazon. Thanks, guys, so much for chatting with us. Thanks a lot for having us.
3: Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your amazing story with us, Kevin and Rob. We're so happy to throw our official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast support behind your book.
0: And we're also thrilled to give our official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast support behind Kevin's Alexa app on Amazon. All you have to do is say, Alexa, open Kevin McKee Facts.
1: I've used Kevin's app a couple times already and he really has some cool facts in there. It's definitely, (laughs) definitely fun to check out. (laughs) What a silly idea, but what a great
0: idea. I love it. It's brilliant. And of course, be sure to pick up their book on Amazon. It's called dear John emails to a drummer.
1: Well, that noise means we have a call on the three, four, seven spatula hotline. The 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, is sponsored by Angel Valenzuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and longtime podcast supporters.
2: Frank, play the message! Hi, Dave. Hi, Ethan. Uh, You posted, you know, an idea for a secret episode. And I had an idea, and uh, this could be, you know, the inaugural question for it. But I personally have some questions that I want to ask y'all. So what if there's like a Q and a like uh, sort of segment where you use the 347 Spatula Hotline, the official uh, hotline of David Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, which is sponsored by Angel Venezuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and, po- and longtime podcast supporters. Just an idea, you know, for a Q&A segment. So, um, uh, you know, my 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 question is, uh if I'm you know, if if uh, if this gets uh, bumped up to uh, an official secret episode concept, oh, I got tons of them. But my question is, um, how long had the idea of 127 being Al's episode been? Uh, how how at what point did Al, you know, say? All right, guys, are, are you really wanting to wait for 2000? Because, I mean, I I don't know. I I feel like it's a it's a pretty – I doubt that he just called you up on October 5th. Anyway, um, that is my question. I'm sure Frank will uh, cut it down so that there's less rambling. I'm sure this part will be cut out. I hope this part is cut out. If this part's not cut out. Anyway, bye, guys. Wow,
0: Jackson, thank you so much for your phone call. And what a great idea, Dave.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We'd be happy to field any questions that our listeners have. So please give a call to the 347 Spatula Hotline with your Ask Dave and Ethan Anything series of questions.
0: And I would even go as far as to say maybe we should do a special secret episode where we just let Jackson host it. And let them ask us whatever they want to ask. And Dave, you and I will answer anything.
1: <laughs> I love that idea. Let's get our <laughs> intern Frank right on that.
0: And just because it was already asked, I do want to address the question from Jackson's voicemail. Of course, we did not record any interview with Weird Al in October, like you mentioned, we actually did just take clips from our interview that we recorded in the future for episode 2000 H. I I hope that clears it up.
1: Yeah, we tried to make that as clear as possible on the podcast, so we apologize if that wasn't clear to anybody.
0: Oh, hey, Dave, speaking of, I have an idea for a secret episode. Oh, yeah? What were you thinking? What if, on the secret episode, we discuss, in great detail, each TikTok video of Sebastian Shepard, aka David Grant, aka Dave Grant, aka Sheepdog, aka Paul Squall, aka Wolf and Wool, aka
1: MC Chalkskin, aka at S-E-B underscore S-H-E-P. Wow, that sounds like something Sebastian Shepherd, aka David Grant, aka Dave Grant, aka Sheepdog a.k.a. Paul Squall, a.k.a. Wolf and Wool, a.k.a. M.C. Choskin, a.k.a. at S-E-B underscore S-H-E-P, would love, and everyone else would probably totally hate it. Totally hate it? But why? Because they've already subscribed and obsessively follow everything Sebastian Shepard, aka David Grant, aka Dave Grant, aka Sheepdog, aka Paul Squall, aka Wolf and Wool, aka MC Chalskin, aka at SEB underscore SHEP, already posts.
0: Well, everything Sebastian Shepard, a.k.a. David Grant, a.k.a. Dave Grant, a.k.a. Sheepdog, a.k.a. Paul Squall, a.k.a. Wolf and Wool, a.k.a. MC Chalkskin, a.k.a. at S-E-B underscore S-H-E-P is fascinating.
1: Well, I agree with that. So head right on over to WolfandWool.com and then follow at S-E-B underscore S-H-E-P on TikTok.
0: This week's episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh,
1: beautiful, it's also got a quite swell mayor. This past week, Ethan and I received very thoughtful gifts from our good friend, who also happens to be the mayor of Darwin, Minnesota, Mayor Josh Johnson, who we spoke to on episode 119-inch.
0: Now, not only did we get our very own Twine Ball t-shirts, we got a bumper sticker, a postcard from the Twine Ball that said, greeting from the Twine Ball, wish you were here, and a drink
1: koozie. And I got a special bonus, a Darwin Twine K t-shirt. Darwin, Minnesota is home to the Darwin Twine K,
0: a 17,400 foot run to celebrate a 17,400 pound ball of twine.
1: Be sure to head over to our official Facebook group, group.2000inch.com, for a picture of me wearing the t shirt.
0: And for no picture of me wearing a t shirt because they didn't send me one because they didn't have any left in my shirt size.
1: So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next Twine K run discover darwin more than just a twine ball and after you visit darwin minnesota be sure to visit that great website DiscoverDarwin.biz.
0: each week we're able to bring you our podcast absolutely free thanks to our sponsors burrito burrito discover darwin jackson scoggins david granite wolf and wool.com and angel valenzuela and david cash
1: and thank you to our amazing close personal friend patreon supporters Jake, Javier, UH Jeff, Zeb, Allison, Scott, Blair, Adriana, Frank from the Bank, Kenneth and Jared, and thanks to Joe and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly weekly Weird Al podcast, please consider
0: supporting us at patreon.com 2000inch or by picking up some pretty stinking majestic official Dave and Ethan's 2000inch Weird Al podcast merchandise. You can get our logo on stuff. You can get Gill and Jill on stuff. You can even get the official Discover Darwin logo on stuff by heading over to shop.2000inch.com.
1: Grab your copies of Black and White and Weird All Over and check out our special bonus episode book series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through the book page by page and picture by picture. Black and White and Weird All Over bonus episode 8cm, which is Chapter 5, the Polka Party Mixing Session, will drop on Monday, November 22nd. Plus, secret episodes chronicling our soda pop reviews have continued to drop on our Patreon page at patreon.com 2000inch. Our Patreon family gets to hear all bonus episodes early, and they are the only ones who get to hear the secret episodes. We love hearing
0: from our listeners and other Weird Al fans. Join our Facebook community and post about Weird Al by visiting group.2000inch.com. And we also love it when we receive voicemail via our official 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline. 347 spatula. You might even hear your message on a future episode.
1: For everything about our podcast, including incredible past episodes and guests, be sure to visit weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com and keep up on new episodes, podcast, news, and events by following at 2000 inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app. And if you want a quick and easy way to listen to the podcast, just say Alexa. Play Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast.
0: Thank you once again to our guests, Kevin McKee and Rob Lenz. Also, thank you to Jackson Scoggins, Comedy Bang Bang, Scott Ackerman, Darwin Mayer, Josh Johnson, John Caffiero, Barnes & Barnes, and Demented Punk Records. Thank you to the Grammy award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters, and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible.
1: Thank you for listening to Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. And always remember to gill and chill.
0: Well, we are on Accordion Noir last week and then mentioned on Comedy Bang Bang this week.
1: Which podcast do you think we'll show up on next week? Well, maybe we show up on Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast? Pshh. If we're lucky. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch weird out podcast episode 133 inch
0: as mentioned on comedy. Bang, bang.
3: And uh, yeah, I, I did listen to Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch weird out podcast.